your best self queen. Hello everyone and welcome back to a special presentation of Anime Club After Dark. I'm your host, Sho, and joining me tonight, we have Alex Senpai. Help me, I'm snowed in. Not really, I no, live in Florida. No, you're not. Wow. <laughs> that offends me, because I live in Canada, where snow is about to come literally tomorrow. You fucking privileged white American. Okay. <laughs> Let me go to the beach and piss you off even more. Motherfucker. Uh... <laughs> So today we will be talking about being snowed in, yes, uh, in the 15th episode of Vinland Saga, um, where the main event is that uh, Askeladd ends up killing Ragnar, which we will talk about near the end of the episode. Which the OP totally didn't give away. Hey, Ragnar, he disintegrated into snow, right? Before Askeladd did. Mm-hmm, which means Askeladd's gonna die too, girl. <laughs> what I said. What I said. Um, so, would you like, would you care to comment on the uh, state of affairs with Thorkel, Mr. Okay. Alex? Okay, so we actually got to see Thorkel again uh, this episode, thankfully. The, I will say, the more I the more I see Thorkel, the more I'm absolutely loving him as a character. His bloodthirstiness is very entertaining. Um but one of the things that does happen is Thorkel, as what I'm assuming is that his um, his band, his army that he has, is is in this town resting. Um, they have a messenger come up and tell him that they have learned the where the whereabouts of Askeladd, Canute, and Thorfinn. They don't actually tell him that. They tell him that there is a a um, Danish yeah, a, a Danish uh, unit or whatever that has set up camp in a village somewhere in their territory. And he kind of reckons that it's probably Askeladd, Canute, and Thorfinn. Um, but one of the things you also see is um, a little bit of a little bit of a dive into Thorkill's um, character. And we've kind of talked about this before because he's sort of uh, hinted at this before as well, that he has this desire for a, like an absolute constant state of war all over the world and that kind of plays into his character because he thinks the only way to like assure himself a place in the afterlife is to die in battle especially to die nobly in battle um and the only way to assure that happens for him is to have their uh, have a war keep raging on that he can fight in and i just i love that little monologue that he has about just this desire to be at war constantly yep it says a lot about uh, him mm -hmm. yeah that's definitely been touched on before in um this show but we get to see more of it and get it explained in detail more also what a fucking glutton he is (laughs) he's just constantly i guess i don't know why he eats so much maybe because because he big he a chonky boy oh sure because he has a very wide swing we will leave it at that yeah. <laughs> uh, so um various other things happen but i wanted to talk about a particular scene in this episode where the priest ragnar and canute are praying to a mound of snow with a wooden cross in it which apparently um alex enlightened me before this episode started 
was a supposed to be a grave marker for the villagers, which I'm like, girl. I don't know that for a fact. I'm just kind of assuming because it makes sense. I guess, but like, first of all, who has the time to bury people? The second of all, that's a small ass grave marker for like all those people. Either way, um, what I found particularly interesting about that scene was that uh, the priest like midway through prayer was like god why would you let this happen what is wrong with you and then canute's like you motherfucker don't you ever ever question the holy father every father loves his son and i'm like canute going crazy and that was very out of character of him and clearly it's supposed to like tell the viewers that there's something going on between you know his own dad the king and him which we do find out later in the episode that there is, in fact, something going on there. Do you want to? Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I th- th- first of all, I thought that 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 particular scene that we're talking about it, it's really well acted. Uh, it's voice acted. Um, like Knut's just that the outburst. It's it's so well voiced. It's so well done. Um, and then the fact that he just storms away afterwards, like. Hmm. I had nothing to do with you ever again. Yeah, when that scene initially happened, I'm like, I don't know what's going on, but there's something going on. Mm-hmm. I don't, I had no idea. I was just like, okay, whatever. You'll tell me later. But I was interested. <laughs> also, it's funny that like the priest who you would assume is like the most devout and the most like spiritual at all, he's the first one questioning his faith. Girl. For a priest, he is quite the sinner. <laughs> particularly the gluttonous sinner. <laughs> well, he's certainly a drunk. I don't know if that's considered gluttony or not. It could be. Uh, so, would you like to explain what exactly Canute's relationship with his father oh, is? Yes, yes, I've... <laughs> was wondering why there was such a long pause there um so we find out later in the episode or a little bit later that um Knut's basically being used as a pawn by his father uh king Svein, and that Knut has a brother that the like I forget the word that they use in the in the episode, but like the the half brother. No, I'm not. Ta- no, know. I'm talking about the the people who are trying to decide who needs to be king. Um, I fucking I should have Fa- written it down. I don't know factions. Um, anyway, they're they're kind of split fifty fifty on who should take the throne after King Swain's death, whether it should be Canute or it should be Harold, uh, Canute's brother, and. The whole idea of sending Canute to battle or to the front lines way before he was ready was so that Canute would end up being killed and there would only be one rightful heir to the throne. And so it would stop the infighting. And like he t- he has this outburst about every father loving his child. And I don't think a loving father would actually use their child like a pawn in a chess game. So clearly Canute has daddy issues and wants a strong man in his life to give him direction. And King Swine is not that man that is fulfilling his expectations. Oh, let me guess who you think it is. 
<laughs> or who you think should be fulfilling those. You're you're the one that keeps wanting to ship Thorfinn and and Canute. Come yeah, but on, Thorfinn man. can't be the father figure when he's the shortest character. Oh, and they're also the same age. Um, listen, you don't have to be old to be a daddy. That, uh, that's true. Oh my god. Um, but more on topic. Uh, I was actually surprised by this um plot reveal because i never got that like conniving feeling from king swine i thought he was pretty sincere he's like where's my son make sure my son is protected like oh you assume he's dead like show me the receipts where was he last seen have you seen a body i'm like girl you were like really thorough you really want you really care but then apparently he doesn't i was like what and actually, there's there's that there's that scene in this episode where Floki is the one that's telling uh, King Swain what's happened, and King Swain's like, "So Canute's dead, right?" And, and Floki's like, "Well, I haven't seen the receipts yet, but." Mm-hmm. Also, in that scene, I think it was in this episode where we see King Swain's back. Mm. It's like scarred, so apparently he was like a really battle-hardened warrior. Which you wouldn't have been able to tell from his, uh, his previous current appearances. State. <laughs> yes, but because, like, honestly, when I first saw King Swine, I'm like, how do these bloodthirsty fucking barbarians follow this old decrepit old man? But um, apparently, he has like a, I guess, assumedly, he has a reputation of having been quite the king of barbarians in his own warlike way um so i guess that makes more sense why he's a king Mm. thought that was interesting um so we cut to like this like really short scene where the brothers in Ascalad's uh troop are talking amongst each other and they're like counting all the mishaps that have happened uh, along Askeladd's plan that he hatched to get them off of Thorkel's uh, sites or out of Thorkel's sites. And they're like, you know, Askeladd is running out of luck, and which is exactly what we've been saying this entire mm-hmm. time for the last, like, what, five episodes? Yeah. Um. So his men are now verbalizing what we as viewers have been seeing. And, you know, the the clock is ticking, Askeladd. We've been saying this. We keep saying this, but Askeladd, you're going to die. Just saying that. <laughs> <laughs> saying that again. I mean, yeah. Uh, the It is interesting seeing how the some of his, I guess you would say, more trusted uh members of his troop are are starting to question what he's doing and if he actually knows what he's doing at all. I st- I mean still I still think they haven't been given like carte blanche to go ahead and mutiny against him, but there's definitely those seeds that are being sown. Mhm. I love I love these kind of shows where it's all about persuading the mob to follow you. Mm. Um and it's all about how much charisma you have. And because, like, if you have enough charisma, you can persuade the worst possible situation in your favor. So, 
Actually, it's kind I of would what be interested... World War Two was about. Oh my! Um, <laughs> but I would be interested in seeing if Asclad can turn this around. Um, and if he can, I would be very impressed and very. Uh, I would find that a very enjoyable viewing experience. So mm. Asclad, you know you've been you've been shit out of luck for like a long time, but I'm still holding out hope for you. Still holding out hope. You can still be someone's daddy. Just hold in there. Hold in there. Yeah. Um, so there's another scene in this episode that I found particularly appealing. Uh, so, uh, Wait, let we... me guess. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a scene where um, Ragnar catches Thorfinn hauling in a rabbit he just hunted. Um and it's like, you know, I know you don't know how to cook that rabbit because I've seen what you do to your food. Let me cook it for you, girl. And Thorfinn's like, I can eat my own food. And Ragnar's like, come on, it's going to taste good. And Thorfinn's like, okay. And then he goes into the house and cue the reveal. Thorfinn, I mean, not Thorfinn. Oh my God, they're all blonde. Okay, Canute. <laughs> is like in an apron like got his hair tied back he's like perfect housewife perfect poise he's like let me serve you some rabbit soup so what you're saying is he's basically presenting himself to Thorfinn as a bottom I mean that was the case since like episode like 12 but (laughs) yes (laughs) Like he present like presenting this perfect meal on this finely laid out dinner table, and then as soon as Thorfinn gets a single single drop of Knut's stuff, whoa! <laughs> Thorfinn is like, "Wow, I'm into it." <laughs> you are shipping these two way too hard, <laughs> but um. In all, uh, in all seriousness, uh, Thorfinn was like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to cook. I don't want to do And then as soon as he drinks the soup, he's like, ha ha. <laughs> like, all of his like stress lines go away. And he's like, I'm back to being a baby. And I'm like, yes, just stay in that, stay in that blissful mindset. Because Canute is the only hands that can heal you. Oh my God. Small child. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I, but yes, uh, for for those people, cough, Alex, cough, that say this isn't canon, I point to this scene right here. Uh, I have a yeah. question. Mm-hmm. So seeing how Canute appeared in this episode, especially this scene, um, is it fair? I don't, does he, does his character design qualify him to be a trap? Trap is not part of my dictionary, so I cannot answer that question. <laughs> I don't know if he counts as a trap character. He certainly looked like it in this scene. Yeah, you can argue with yourself and your little. Are you pattern. wait? Are, whoa, whoa! Are you accusing me of headcanon? Where you're the one that's trying to get Canute and Thorvin in bed together? I'm accusing you of being transphobic. <laughs> I didn't say him being a trap was a bad thing. <clears throat> I'm not getting into it. 
but uh yeah i it was a good scene though um it, it sort of I'm trying to figure out the right word to say um i, I don't want to say it humanizes thorfinn but it certainly brings him back down off of his high horse thorfinn or canute well both really also when you find out that that canute has also tried to cook for his father king swain and then basically was told no this is not what you know leaders this is not what kings and princes do it's like and, and this is something that canute himself is like it's a hobby to him it's something that he enjoys doing in his spare time it's like why would you why would you deprive your child like this toxic gender stereotypes <laughs> ruining our youth <laughs> Literally from 1080 to presence. Okay. Uh, so I guess we can talk about the actual important event that happened in this episode, which was Askeladd becoming Taylor Swift, <laughs> a.k.a. a snake in the grass, and killing Ragnar in cold blood like a bitch. <laughs> Um, do you think that was a good idea? Do you think uh, Askeladd should, uh... So clearly we were seeing that what Askeladd is trying to do is that he wants Canute to mature and become more leader-like mm. and less submissive. And his plan to do that is to kill Ragnar. Now, do you think that's a good idea? I think it's a good idea for Canute. I don't necessarily think it'll be a good idea for Askeladd going forward. So you think it'll come? Uh, I think it'll come back to haunt Askeladd. Yeah, especially like the- well, especially if Canute finds out what actually happens <laughs> or what actually happened. Just like the Ouroboros, you know, if you're a sneaky snake, come, come back, back to and bite, bite you in the tail. ass. Mm-hmm. That's not how that myth goes. But it is in my mind. <laughs> uh, and do you think do you think it'll actually work though? Do you think Canute's so basically Askeladd is taking actually I don't know. Well, I'll tell you, if I'm to believe what if I'm to believe my eyes from the OP, I'm gonna say yeah, it'll work. Hmm. Uh, okay. but yeah, I I, I think that, I think that one of the things that was holding Canute back was his over reliance on Ragnar, and with him out of the picture, I think there is something to be said for him to grow as a person instead of having to rely on this person who has been told by the king to do everything for the prince. He's gonna have to do some stuff on his own now, and not so much rely on Ragnar. Now, could Askeladd have? You know, accomplish the same thing without killing Ragnar, maybe, but it was certainly the most convenient way to do it. And what if the plan backfires and Canute just caves in on himself? I, hey, listen, he's already got his Asklad's already got his back up against the wall, and we know how good his luck has been. Yeah. <laughs> so. Canute's going to kill himself, and then Asclad's going to be killed by Thorkel. That's going to happen next episode. Waiting for that. Um, hmm. Oh, yes. So before Ragnar died, he did reveal the backstory about Canute, which we already talked about. 
And I thought that uh, Ragnar's last words to Askeladd were pretty, like, pretty heartwarming. Mm. He told um, Askeladd to tell Canute to make sure he cooks poultry for King Swine, mm. which basically I interpret as, like, you know, stay true to yourself. Don't let anyone tell you who to be. Be your best self. Like, queen. Yeah, I mean, I mean I, that's I, cute. I, I mean, that's cute and all, but like, if you keep doing you, you're probably gonna die. So yeah. maybe you shouldn't cook poultry for King Swine. Maybe you should cook poison for King Swine, or you know, just denounce him. That'd be good. That was a metaphorical. Thing. Okay, um, <laughs> I will. I will say one thing that was also kind of telling from the scene, and, and we'll have to see if it you know pans out going forward. Is Askeladd promises Ragnar that he'll tell everyone that he died a noble death in battle. Do you actually think Askeladd's going to do that? I think he. I think he'll tell that to Canute, but I, I'm not sure he'll tell that to everyone else. Well, it's in his best interest to tell them that so i'm sure he will <clears throat> yeah it's certainly in his best interest for the moment mm-hmm. i don't know Askeladd seems to be playing that long game and and who knows i i i still think some things are crumbling around Askeladd though i think that as i said in a previous episode the armor is starting to show cracks and we'll see just how good of a strategist he is i need the the igloo starting to melt um okay honey um and just one more thing i wanted to uh mention that um that shot of ragnar dying in the middle of the like dark forest in front of the setting sun so so sad so beautiful beautiful composition there yeah it was a wonderfully composed shot yes lovely truly amazing i also like the fact that there's like a contrast within the scene like the 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 sky is kind of bright as the you know as with the sun and the clouds Mm -hmm. but then you have the snow that's this bright white Mm -hmm. so i I like that contrast as well i I like that um the foreground is all like these dark black trees Mm -hmm. really highlights the sunset in the back god like perfect selfie lighting (laughs) Take a selfie with a corpse. I'm got a new hashtag trend. <laughs> hashtag corpses. Corpses. Yeah. I, I I heard you like just desperately trying to come up with a hashtag. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, this is harder than it seems. Oh my god. Um. You know, hashtagging is truly a talent that not everyone has. So I, I do want to say to kind of wrap this up here. Um even though the, the the shot of Ragnar dying is kind of how the, the episode ends, it's worth mentioning that Askeladd and his men are aware that Thorkil is coming for them and that they know where Askeladd is. Um, and they are preparing to get the hell out of the village that they're in. Uh, it'll be really interesting to see how that pans out and whether they can like leave and get ahead of Thorkil's army before they catch up to him at the village. Oh, honey, they ain't gonna leave. 
Canute gonna kill himself. <laughs> Asclad gonna be buried in the snow. Next That's to the something villagers. else. It's gonna be interesting to see how um, how Canute responds to the news that Ragnar is dead. Because uh, I mean, he's obviously not coming back. So if, if if no one tells him, he's gonna assume something is up. Canute going into a coma. <laughs> he's gonna have like a panic attack. <clears throat> Basically. But yeah, I mean that. It, this has left us on a really interesting note. There, there's two things, two really big questions out there. How is Canute going to react to this? That the fact that Ragnar is dead, and what are Askeladd's plans involving the imminent arrival of Thorkel and his men? Yes, I'm very excited to find out. Two paths are converging onto Askeladd, and it's not looking great for him right now. It hasn't been for a while. I'm kind of feeling blue balled for this death you're kind of teasing me it's like oh yes we're gonna kill Askeladd slowly and painfully but you have to wait to see it you have to wait and I'm like bitch I've been waiting but oh one, just one little random last thing is like honestly with all these last episodes I'm feeling like Askeladd is more of a main character than Thorfinn at this point at, yeah at this point in the story I would say absolutely um, it's it's almost like it's not even Thorfinn's story anymore. It's Askeladd's story. I I do yeah. wonder how they're gonna transition out of that because Thorgil is obviously or not Thorgil. Uh, <laughs> I used to it too, bitch. <laughs> if if it's not everyone being blonde, it's everyone having the name Thor in their name. Um, uh, I I wonder how the story is gonna transition to Thorfinn eventually being like the main focus of the story right now because the main focus of the story is Askeladd and what the fuck is he gonna do to get out of this mess yeah honestly like they're giving a lot of opportunities for Canute and Askeladd to grow as characters but I mean Thorfinn's been standing still as in character growth wise for a while I don't mm. know where his character is going but probably maybe next arc he'll get some more focus maybe we'll see uh, thank you all out there for dropping in to listen to us. We hope you enjoyed it because we sure enjoyed bringing it to you. If you want to check out previous episodes of the podcast, you can find us on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify. If you want to keep up with what we're doing, you can join us on Discord, Facebook, Twitter, and our website. Shoot us an email if you have any questions or if you have any ideas for topics you'd like us to talk about in the future. Links to all these things are down below in the description. I've been your host, Show, and I will see you next time. Say goodnight, Alex. Mmm, rabbit. Mmm, <laughs> yellow snow. Oh, God, no! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>